0: Hey Jess, how does the guitar part go? It kind of sounds like doom do doom
1: doom doom doom.
0: Oh, like this Take my pod, take my cast, take me where the shows don't last. I don't care, I still see episodes I pay to stream. No more din. No more moff, no more take that helmet off. Now that Mando's off Disney, you can watch Firefly with me. Hello, and welcome to episode five of the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch. I am your captain, as always, Jesse. And we are going to have a lot of fun this week Uh, before we get into anything whatsoever, even before we get into introducing anyone. I just want to say um, just a really quick word if you're on social media of any kind. I'm sure you've seen a lot about Joss Whedon recently. Um, Obviously, that's not really something that's up for discussion um, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, But I will say that where we stand on this is that Firefly belongs to the brown coats and no one else okay love keeps us in the air when we ought to fall down and it's love that makes our home and i can't speak for anyone else on this show but i know that i have found a new home here at sudden but inevitable and i am i'm loving it so thank you all for that everybody listening watching subscribed anywhere just thank you Uh, we can love this product and hate the process at the same time so let's do that and let's keep flying So, with me as always is our resident companion, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D, how are you doing this week?
2: Oh, it's been a week. I feel like I'm flying my ship into the podcast hangar. I've got holes in my hull. I've got my landing gear is snapping off, and I've got one of my engines smoking, but I made it here. It's Yep. Happy to start the show and best part of the week.
0: (sighs) Excellent. Well, uh, we actually, our show is lucky enough to have its very own Kaylee. So I'll get in touch with our show Kaylee, whose name is Callie, and we'll see what we can do about your shuttle. Of course, it would be just plain wrong of me not to introduce our last two guests who are joining us in their Firefly first experience ever, Josh and Kylie. Josh, of course, is the head of the Twist My Arm Network. Josh and Kylie, how are you guys doing this week?
3: Great. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a good one. Good week. Not as descriptive um as Ricky D's, but I, I would say uh on the same level though. So Excellent.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah we, are we, you guys it'd we'll be good.
0: Are you feeling the Friday night thing? Like the the end of the week, you're like,
1: you know, oh, kind yeah. of decompressing. Yes. Well, unfortunately for me, I still work tomorrow. So tomorrow's my (sighs) Friday. Today is my Thursday. But fortunately for me, I did not have to rush home to get this show going by 1045 because we are (laughs) at a new great time. Same great faces. Yes, it is wonderful to be here this early in the evening. Kylie is still awake. It's amazing. Usually (laughs) I'm like running into the room like, hey, we're going to start in 10 minutes and she's like, "Oh, oh okay, I'm coming." <laughs> so <accurate. laughs> let me be the first person to say
0: thank you Josh and Kylie for making the sacrifice up to this point of having do, you know, been doing a show at 10:45 p.m. Mostly Kylie, Josh, I know you were working up till like the last minute on that, but still uh, you shifted it. gears really quickly, so we appreciate
1: that. Um, yeah, and, and we did one that for other the thing, entire Quest Me show, and yeah. it was just getting to the point where I was like, Ugh, something has, has got to change because it was getting stressful, yeah. you know? Friday nights are well, pretty busy at my job.
0: <laughs> well, and when your, when your Friday night ends at 2 or 3 in the morning on Saturday, it makes for a long day. Um, on that note, yeah. I yeah. will say hello Callie D, we see you in the chat and I know that it's like 4.30 in the morning where you are. So, thank you. Thank you, thank you for being with us. We deeply appreciate that. So, yes, as we do, yes, she can fix anything. As we do every week, uh, we are going to start this week with some corrections because we made some gore mistakes last week, you guys. Um, now, here's the thing. Okay, I, I'm, I think there's only one I think there's only one of these unless you guys have some. Um, <clears throat> so this was brought to my attention, as most of our fixes are, by Shepard Saxon on Instagram and Twitter. And she immediately corrected me after finishing the episode. I mentioned a peacock feather hat pin on Badger. And, of course, the pin was on his lapel and not his hat, which is where I said it was. It was definitely on his lapel. My bad, Shepard. As things go, though, that's pretty good. I mean, usually we have, like, a whole list of things where we couldn't find it or I just misspoke or, you know, there's a lot of reasons that we could have to fix these. Do you guys have any other fixes or is this, like, a record?
2: We're getting good at this.
3: No, that was, like, almost perfection. (sighs)
0: Excellent. Near perfection is uh, all I ever ask. (laughs) Um, So, and the last thing before we get into this week's episode, which again. Oh, I did have a correction.
1: I'm sorry. I did have a correction because I accidentally. My bad. Well, I had it in my notes. Um, I misspelled spatial anomaly last week Mm. on the live video. Um, So, that was my bad. I was doing it kind of quick. Um, <laughs> and I just had spelled it. It's, it's, uh, wh- how it's do you tea. spell it again, Jesse? Cause I always get it confused. <laughs> so to go to spatial
0: anomaly, which is the Patreon of last week's guest, David Black, you go to patreon.com slash S P A T I A L A N O M A L Y. I can't believe I did that in one take. Uh, <laughs> fortunately. We do have the correct spelling in the show notes and the link goes to the correct page, but we do want to apologize to David. We're very sorry about that. And we really enjoyed having you and we would really like to have you back. Yes, so thank you. Th- yes, if sorry. you're still listening, great please hit us up. <laughs> yeah, I hope we weren't like, you know, at the end of it, you weren't like, I'm never going back. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I can actually, spoiler alert, I've been in contact with David. He does not hate us. So bonus points there. Um, <laughs> cool sweet (laughs) last last thing before we move on to episode five which again is safe um i i just have a couple of things that i thought were really cool so the sudden but inevitable rewatch has now been listened to in 13 states and the district of columbia and if you had to guess which state are we most popular in which state would you guess ricky i'll have you go first arizona Okay, and I'm going to have Josh and Kylie go next.
3: I don't know. I I, I guess I want to say Colorado, but right? But yeah, I I want to just say that.
1: Uh, I would probably guess California or New York. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, uh, Ricky is disqualified from all future guessing games because, as an administrator on the SBI page, he can see that Arizona is in fact our most popular state. Ah, shout out see? to all of Arizona. And then it goes yeah, Oregon, you know. then it goes New Jersey, and then it goes Colorado. Colorado is number four. So that, I just wow. thought that was pretty cool. Um, Ricky, since you're not allowed to answer, Josh and Kylie, how, how many
1: countries... I run that page, and I didn't even know that. Know.
0: You're good. How many countries do you think we have listeners in? Uh, eight. Ooh, very close. It's nine. We have the United States, Canada, Mexico, UK, Germany, Serbia, Denmark, Indonesia, and France. So shout out specifically to those countries and not the countries that I did not mention. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. If we ever get attacked, this will be why. And I'm okay with it because it will make people listen. (laughs) That's that's great. Um, I am excited to
1: hear that. So that's that's all I got. Yes. (laughs) Thank you.
0: No, thank you. Like we said, everybody who listens or is watching Jasmine Seuss is that Seuss or Soyce? Jasmine, Callie, Saxon, Rosie, everybody who tweets, shares, all that stuff. We love you guys. It's it's the response we're getting is just just so cool.
3: Jasmine is our very own Kaylee. This is the way that's the girl. We have another Kaylee? That's our our Kaylee that Um, we know in real life.
0: That's so cool. Except I remember when we talked mechanic, about but, Well, but I remember when we talked about that personality type, you brought up somebody where you were like, You just yeah. want this person to be happy at all times. You, you know, want to do everything you can to keep them smiling because they're so genuine. So welcome, Jazz. Thank you for joining yes. us. That's a, a big
1: shout cool. out, Jazz, as well. Thank you for sharing our podcast this last week. Oh, it's a huge yes. help. We always take anything we can get with that and we always appreciate the shout outs and shares so thank you
0: yes and if you've been to this podcast before you know that there is more shouting out and sharing coming down the pipeline but yes i think let's save most of that and for right now let's just jump right in and let's talk about episode five from season one i'm sorry of firefly and it's called safe now this week we are going to have Ricky D. give us the synopsis for this episode. Ready, Ricky D.? Yes, I am. Take it away.
2: All right. This came out on November 8th, 2002. Episode 5, Safe.
1: Hang on. Wait. Stop right there. How old was everybody in, in
2: 2002?
0: <laughs> 14. Uh, yep. <clears throat> well, I uh, would have been probably 13. Yes. Uh, dep- well, in no, no. In November, I was 14. In November, I would have been 14.
1: <laughs> yes. Blast from the past. Sorry.
2: All right. So, episode five, Safe. The crew delivers cattle to the rim, but Book is gravely injured when they are stuck in the middle of a shootout. At the same time, Simon and River Tam are kidnapped by locals while sightseeing in town. Mal chooses to leave the Tams behind to seek help for Book. Desperate, they turn to an Alliance ship. At first hostile... The Alliance officer they speak to provides medical aid after they see Book's ID. Meanwhile, the kidnappers belong to a community in desperate need of a real doctor, and Simon tentatively hopes he has found a haven for himself and River. However, the religious residents come to believe River is a witch and attempt to burn her at the stake. Serenity returns just in time to rescue the siblings. When Simon asks Mal why he came back, the captain tells Simon that he and River are part of the crew.
0: Okay, so that's pretty good. That's pretty before good. we go anywhere, let's just start with Zach Efron. Anyone? Did you guys notice that Young Simon was Zac Efron?
1: Oh, no, I knew okay. he looked familiar, but that's that's <laughs> it. Okay, all right. That's his first ever yes. TV role,
0: like really ever. Yeah, there you go.
1: That so. is <clears throat> quite the callback. Heck yeah. So
0: the first, the first note that I have on this scene is that it feels like, to me, this whole first flashback scene feels like an anime scene, like the composition of it and like the detailing and the lighting and the overly heavy expositional dialogue, where every character calls every other character by their first name, like, "Oh, hello, father. Hello, son. Hello, sister River. Hello, brother Simon." You know, like it's very. It's a little bit stilted, um, but I actually, I think it fits, and right? Like, it's it's a merging of the Eastern and Western styles. Go ahead, Ricky.
2: Uh, at this point in the episode, it kind of seems like it'd be pretty sweet to live under a lion's control, right? Like, yeah, uh, I mean, you got this giant awesome house, your dad is this world-renowned doctor, you're going to grow up to be a doctor, your sister is a genius... Uh, like everything is going to turn out great, and it's because the Alliance has made this perfect world. That's what we're seeing mm-hmm. at this point in the episode. Why right. wouldn't you want to live under Alliance rule?
0: Right, and it's it definitely paints that. Um, like we were talking about last week with David, it paints that immediate contrast for the societal tier that the Tams are from. Right, like oh, they've got money. The rest of the crew does not come from money, but the Tams do. Um, The dad kind of looks even like an anime character to me. Like he's got some very long jowls. Are these jowls right here? These lines? These lines on his face are really long, like an anime character. And he's like,
1: is that what you know? know. know,
0: His his (laughs) lines felt like he was reading them off of a page to me. Um, Mm. But he he kind of seems compassionate in that first flashback scene. Like, he wants his kids to succeed. He's, you know, making funny jokes. He's like, yeah, your mom's the one in charge. You know, all this. And he seems like kind of, maybe he's a nice dad. You know, he's got some money, but he hasn't been corrupted by it yet. And he's he's just a, a hard-working dad. He seems to be an alright guy in that first flashback. What did you guys think of that first flashback, Josh and Kylie?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. He seemed, he seemed okay until... I don't know, he just seemed to favor his son a little bit more. It just kind of seemed <clears> like through all of those flashbacks, they seemed to favor him like he was going to be the successful one and that his sister was going to find her way. Right. You know, like, and to me, that just ki- that's just kind of the assumption that, you know, oh, she's going to find herself a rich man to take care of her or something. Don't worry about her right. genius ways. She'll, she'll figure something out. Yeah, it's um, cool
0: that she's a genius, but it kind of doesn't matter, right? Like, she yeah. doesn't need to be a genius. It's okay. You've, you'll be a genius. Worst case scenario, you take care of her because you'll be a rich doctor,
1: you know? Right. And um, ironically enough, that's exactly what's happening. What did you think, Kylie?
3: Um, I I guess in the first flash flashback, I would have to agree with Ricky that it was a very... You know, all all is well, life is happy, everything is good. But then, in the other flashbacks, you know, in the later in the episode, I did pick up that like, she just wasn't as important to the parents, and so yeah, yeah. he had he, he had
0: some favoritism going on, and you can't necessarily yeah. immediately tell is it like a sexist favoritism or is he just, you know, not thinking that far ahead? Is he like? Let it's me probably deal with first this son mentality. Yeah.
3: First
0: born, yeah, that's yeah sees himself it's... in the kid, things like that. Yeah. Speaking of, um, shouldn't maybe one of the Tam parents be Asian? Just like, isn't, isn't that name sort of like meant to be an Asian surname? It definitely is. Tam. They
2: mentioned that in commentary <sighs> at one point, and it's not necessarily that one of the parents should be Asian. It was just kind of to give Asian flair t- or Asian feeling to the show.
0: Oh, Okay, and to give to give like a sense of permeation of that culture, yeah. right? Like now, that's just as common of a last name as Smith. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, I like that we go from this flashback to the ship, and now Mal is the new dad, what who's about, like you
2: know. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But what about when no, no, River no, said the brown coats were invading on dinosaurs? Right. That was a right. great way to show what uh, people under the alliance rule think of the brown coats i mean right it shows you some of the little but it's still right they're these fantastical barbarians basically
0: and it shows you the the propaganda arm of the alliance right Mm -hmm. like they tell little kids they wrote it on dinosaurs and this that the other thing and kind of a cool you know phantom callback for people that weren't able to watch serenity as the pilot to like the moment with wash playing with the dinosaurs you know, right after we have the Serenity Valley thing going on. Um, So what I was saying was, after we finished this flashback, we cut to Serenity, and Mal is now the new dad, right? He's like, what is going on in your room? Why are you guys fighting? She's making a lot of noise. Okay, she's swearing now. Like, he's definitely the new dad, but he comes in and is essentially, okay, look, Simon, I'm a cool dad, okay? I'm cool with a lot of stuff. I will let you... (laughs) Stay up late. You can have your friends over. You can eat pizza in your room. Like, you can have your own TV in there. But I draw the line at you having people break stuff for no reason, right? Like, I'm trying to be cool here. And it just it gives you this nice little additional sibling dynamic, right? Because Simon and River are always going to be Simon and River. Doesn't matter who the father figure is or who's in charge, so to speak. Whether that's the Alliance or Mal or their dad or whomever it is. Mount, you know, Simon and River are gonna be Simon and River and, and there's no getting away from that. So I just I really loved that scene. Um and then we get another shaky cam shot of Serenity landing, you know, from the woods, and it adds to the realism and the kind of covers up some of their CGI limitations, maybe. Um why does the bad guy in the bushes turn to his bad guy friend and go, here's how we operate as bad guys? Step one be bad guy. Step two, wait for that (laughs) there exact ship to do this. Step three, see what they have on... It's like, dude, you're both bad guys. He knows all this. Just be like, why don't that guy just look at Serenity and go, ooh, fresh meat. Or, you know, oh, there's something shiny right there. Like, that's all we needed for that line. We didn't need him to go, hey, let's go be bandits. I I don't think we needed that line, personally.
2: (laughs) Uh, I really like that, aside from that little uh cutaway where we went back and saw River and Simon as children. We went straight from Shindig where they had cows on the uh on Serenity right into this episode where they're taking the cows off. There was no Mm -hmm. mystery time well, I guess they were flying through space in between, but there was no time in between the episodes.
0: There was time in between the episodes. Did you catch the one single line where they said how long they'd been in space?
2: Thirty, bu- they said 30 it was days like thirty
3: days, or whatever. Yeah. Yep,
0: about a month. Yeah, okay. these these cows are atrophied oh, because they've yeah. been in space right. for thirty days. Right. You know,
1: that's right. Um, Ooh, okay,
3: I caught that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
1: I did want to. One of my favorite things that was said <coughs> said in this episode. Excuse me. Was uh, morbid and creepifying. I can deal with. <laughs> I want to use that word, creepifying. I thought it was great. I'm a Just cool dad. Okay, there. I'll
0: yeah. let a lot of stuff fly. You got a goth phase? That's cool. Go through yep. your goth phase. I'm fine with it. Um, yep. I really like that the way that River explains what's going on with the cattle. You know, they weren't cows inside. Now that they can see the sky, they remember what they are. And Mal goes, "Does that? Is it bad that that makes perfect sense to me? And it's mm-hmm. like, that's actually an exact summation of Malcolm Reynolds character right there. Right. Like he, he, when he is on the planet or if he's in, you know, a fancy shindig, for example, he can't remember how to be Malcolm Reynolds. So what did he do? He went and he found this plucky little firefly class freighter. He found a crew and he went into the sky Because nobody can take it from him. So he's like, this is the last thing I have. I'm going to go there. So when River says that, it just hits him directly in his dusty rebel heart. Like, that might be the moment we get close to see Mal crying, right? He's like, oh, that crazy girl knows what she's talking
2: about. I really appreciate that. Uh, I also, you get some insight from River where she's very lucid. She really understands what's going on. She's not quite as deranged and crazy as everybody kind of thinks she is. But at the same time, Mm. Simon's chasing her around and taking stuff out of her hands when they're in the store. And he's kind of treating her like this weird, useless child. And that kind of got to me. Like, let River do River's thing. Like, why are we trying to squelch her when she could be doing something amazing but does
1: that i think that kind of goes back to the dad not really caring about her as much i think he's probably stepped up to kind of be that father figure yes and and for her being in like that state that she's in he's like and he's like oh my god i need need to take care of her and i need to make sure that she doesn't break all these antiques and you know make sure that she's this and that and just really really like it's a little overprotective. It's very, right. very overprotective. But yeah. I think that's just his natural older brother instincts kicking in to make up for daddy's flaws. Right. And Ricky, I don't think you're incorrect. Um really quickly,
0: Callie D, if you're still watching, can you go message Saxon and let her know the show has started? I just got a message from her, but I cannot reply. Um <laughs> I feel bad. Um but to your point Ricky, it's not that you're incorrect. Like he he knows that she is still brilliant, right? Like it's not that he thinks that she's stupid or anything. He's just convinced that she's so fragmented that he's like I can't count on the moments of lucidity, right? So I'm yeah. going to just sort of act as though they don't exist. But it does seem interesting to me that she sort of gets like She's, she's the same way as Mal and as the cattle, right? Like, as soon as she's outside, like you said, she's totally in the moment. She's 100% aware. She knows what's going on. She seems to have regained a lot of her agency over, like, immediately, you know, over the course of maybe an hour being outside. She doesn't have to worry um, about
2: being shoved into that medical room again. That could be part right. of it.
0: Right. So, I just, I, so they're, the scene where they're in the, the town. Right. And you've got Kaylee and she's it's before Simon shows up. She's talking to Inara and she's going, you know, should I buy this? What do you think? You know, what's the deal? Um, Kaylee is just so genuine. Like she's she's just effusively cute in like an, an impossible way. Right. Like I was smiling the entire time that she and Inara were talking. Like I felt like I was in on it. I was like, oh, girls you going to flirt? That's going to be so much fun. Like <laughs> those two actresses did an amazing job of really making you feel like you were in, like you're in the yeah. circle, you're finding out, you know, some dirt. Like it, I just, I really liked it. And I also, in that same scene, I really like that it's just a regular post holer. Like it's a post hole digger for digging holes. Simon, that's all that it is. And like, they still have use for that on planets like this. Like, I, I think that's pretty cool. <laughs>
2: we aren't digging holes with lasers out here.
3: <laughs>
0: well, unless of course you're uh, a criminal or a bandit. Cause did you guys notice that they, they didn't even like add visual effects to the guns. They just had them point guns and added sound effects.
1: Yeah. But very much no... uh very much Han Solo. Bang. Right.
0: Bang. No, like muzzle <laughs> flash or anything like that. It just, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Bang. Um, <laughs> So then Simon has his moment where he's like a lunkhead, right? And it's, it feels a little off to me. This moment feels off to me because Simon is smart enough to know that A, Kaylee is just going to be trying to help and that B, she's like pretty soft. So like it feels a little out of character that he would kind of snap at her and then, apo- and then he, he doesn't apologize. He tries to justify it. He's like, actually, it's not that I was being a jerk. It's that I was using a metaphor. And she's like, look, you said what you said. Okay, you, you, I get it. You feel how you feel. That's fine. But it just she's like, it no, felt a little bit. You meant every word of that. Yeah. And it, it just felt a little bit off for the character. And I think not in a way that's like jarring. I think it fits because it's like, okay, he's way stressed, right? And this is how you know that he's way stressed. Because he's snapping at Kaylee and nobody snaps at Kaylee. Um, what did you guys think of the, like, Simon n- never having been cool in his life and can't be cool in front of cops? Like, yeah. <laughs> the cops are walking past yeah, him and it's like, he's like, he'd never
2: waved before. Uh, yeah,
3: like, <laughs> <laughs> how
1: would a human do this? <laughs>
3: like, it's Why like is, when, uh,
1: it's like Kylo Ren trying to give a thumbs up in that Saturday Night Live thing where he's <laughs> like, <laughs> I just—it's it,
0: well executed, right, by yeah. Sean Mar. Like it's very well executed. To like, nobody ever offered this guy a hit at a party or anything. Like he's just definitely a square, and you can tell that. Like, um, I really. But I, he's
1: still—he's still an asshole. Sorry, excuse my language. But um, and well, uh, I agree, though. In, in the antique store, in my notes, I have fun little an- antique store because it was cool. I liked them describing the <laughs> swan what did what did she say she's like who would make this and kaylee's like i don't know someone that really wanted to it's see a swan made from longing mm-hmm. or something <laughs> someone longing for a swan. Longing yeah. to see a
3: swan
1: and but then and i and i call him i call him fake ryan because to me he, re- <laughs> he reminds me of just a ryan from the office and uh he i say fake ryan ruins it poor kaylee that's like the first yep. time Aside from the dress, when Kaylee got sad about the dress that episode, yep. but like, you were like, "Oh, she, oh, she doesn't she deserve that. That's mean." That's
0: a, <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you, Callie, for messaging her. We really appreciate that. I don't want Saxon to miss this if she can afford not to. I
1: did put um, a I put a tweet out there too, so hopefully some people. So, so can, did can, I. It was guys,
0: just so. it's one of those things.
2: During <laughs> yep, that same yep. exchange in the thrift store. I think Inara said that she sees the same items on every planet they go to, which kind of says mm-hmm. something interesting about whatever kind of exchange of goods program we have going on in the Firefly universe, uh, what kind <laughs> right. of international uh, inter- spa- interstellar shipping system is there, uh, right. w- what's going on. It's kind of an interesting so thought.
0: It's pretty clear that like the alliance version of Amazon, right? Like <laughs> yes. oh, hey Saxon, thank you for joining us. We love you Saxon. We're glad that you could you could be here live with us. Um so the alliance version of Amazon is like subcontracted out the cheapest possible world building supplies, right? And they send them <laughs> out to all the backwater planets. That's that's got to be what's going on. Um, And an interesting difference here is that Inara is actually kind of doing the same thing that Simon is doing, where she's going, this stuff isn't pretty, Kaylee. This stuff is, like, whack. But she's doing it in a much softer way and in a much more, you know, caring and Mm -hmm. diplomatic way. So it just shows some of that, you know, Inara knows what she's doing. Maybe Simon doesn't. Um, There's, I'm I'm just going to fast forward a little bit, um, like, maybe one scene and say, bound by law. You are bound by law to stand. Oh, I down. have
1: that. I have that in my notes. Bound by law. S- there it is. LOL.
0: So good. I love that that guy is Ooh. bound by law, and he's, and he and he specifies right. He goes for the illegal killing of so and so. So like, had you killed him legally, I wouldn't be doing this. We'd have no problem with it. But because you chose to do it illegally, we're gonna have to arrest you because you're bound by law. Hashtag bound by law. Um, so then. Simon makes his way through this uh, horror movie tunnel yep. and comes out, on the, <laughs> comes out on the other side of it at Burning Man, and he immediately <laughs> loses track of his sister. And I got some really strong Grogu vibes from that. I don't know about you. like He starts looking around for River. And I'm like, where is Grogu? You do not take your eye off Grogu. Yeah, how did you, how did you lose that? Yep. No, I agree. Yep. Yeah, it was. It was um, did any of you guys see that movie Midsummer? spelled like s-o-m-m-a-r
3: i haven't i've been really wanting to but i haven't so have
0: i it's it's supposed to be like this existential cosmic horror level movie and the scene where simon is running into the festival actually reminded me of the only trailer i ever saw for midsummer it looks like midsummer is based entirely on this scene in firefly i'm sure that it's not but visually it looks that way (laughs) um and it fits because you know the horror thing um I really appreciated that Simon didn't immediately freak out when somebody started dancing with River. He he was just like, oh, okay, cool. She's having fun. She seems to be okay. I'm not going to freak out, even though there's somebody like right next to her. I was kind of freaking out. Like if that was my sister, I'd be like, well, why are you dancing so close? You know, but <laughs> he, he did a good job of controlling his emotions. So I really appreciated that from, from Simon.
1: I did really like that they were doing the River Dance. <laughs> no. Well,
2: I did not get that yeah.
1: during that. I don't mm. know that it was
0: a yeah.
2: All right. We...
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was right. definitely on purpose. <laughs> Absolutely on purpose. We're we're sitting there watching. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's some really cool Irish music. So I looked it up, and they were like, yeah, it was a rendition on River Dancing. Okay, <laughs> and it was a River Dance. <laughs> that's why you
0: come to the sudden Before but inevitable river. rewatch. For very high level puns and hard hitting analysis. <laughs> Thank you guys. I actually totally missed that. Like I didn't even make the connection. So I'm I'm glad somebody got that. If if I think I'm most upset because it's a really bad pun and I wanna be the one to have discovered it. So well done. Sorry. Um no no, you're, you're cool. The the uh. Pacing in this episode is so breathless, right? Like things are always happening in this episode, but it never feels like they're pushing you faster than they need to. You're just like, "Oh my gosh, I need to know what's happening next." And they're like, "Here's what's happening next. Simon's got a hood over his head and somebody's kidnapping everybody. Also, Book got shot." And you're like, "Whoa, wow, what's going on?" Okay, all right. Well, but-
3: that all that happened in just a second. Like Josh was doing something, he looked down at his phone, and I was like, oh, my God, Simon just got yeah. taken. And he's like, what? Yeah, and I I'm took, like. <laughs> I was like writing
1: notes down. Yeah. And it was. I, yep. So notes. Irish River dancing, da dot, dot, dot. Clever. Fun way to incorporate a gunfight. Oh, no, not Shepherd and Simon and no cash. Hot damn. Oop, there's the <laughs> cash. Like, that is how my notes went. <laughs> Hot damn.
3: Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> no
1: cash. That's that's pretty funny. Um, um, yeah, it's it, but I it would, was a lot in that, like, it was it started really cool with the dancing. i really enjoyed that whole scene. And then all of a sudden for the last like 30 seconds of that really fun scene, it was like, bang, 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 shootout, standoff. You're under arrest. Bound by law. Bang. Shepherd shot. Oh my God. And just, yeah. Did you guys very, notice who fired the first shot in
2: that shootout?
1: Was it Greedo? Uh, <laughs> it was,
0: it was Zoe, wasn't it? It was Didn't Zoe. She, wasn't she covering?
2: She shot one of the bandits' hands. One of the bandits was about to shoot all his hand or his gun. right. Oh, okay. right. so
0: she she actually fired first, but it was still a defensive tactic, mm-hmm. like very starfleet of her. Um,
2: but it still it wasn't the alliance it wasn't it wasn't the bad guys. it was it was one of the brown coats who really didn't have a dog in that fight.
0: right. and she could have I mean, you know, if she wanted to, she pretty clearly could have just taken that guy out. So it's part of their established uh, setup, right? To be like, hey, look, we have somebody that could take you out if she felt like it. So why don't you just give us the money and we'll move on, you know? Um, I'm really, really glad that you brought up Zoe uh, for a lot of reasons, Ricky. Um, I don't know if anybody listening or watching knows this. Ricky's dog is actually named Zoe. And she's
2: sleeping right next to me. Can I... Zoe. Get her in on this real yeah, quick. Yeah,
0: definitely. If you if you can, you should put the camera on Zoe the yeah, dog. Yeah, give me one second.
1: I can't I can even. I can't even give you a close up. <laughs> once, once you get ready, I can yeah. actually take you out real quick so you can get ready and we don't get carsick. Uh, no,
2: want. I'm going to do it with my phone.
1: Okay. okay. Oh, very cool. <laughs> so,
0: the thing about Zoe the character, right, is that she is just inspirationally calm and cool and collected under pressure. She Gina Torres is so impossibly authentic in this role. Like, I I kind of found that every scene that she was in in this that was kind of a one-on-one scene, you know, like her talking to Mal or her talking to Kaylee or Book or whomever it was, all of her one-on-one scenes, I was tearing up big time. Like it it was just happening. um And she she has that like it, there's some quality to her voice, and I don't know what it is. But it's it's something about the way that she speaks with such confidence, even when you can tell Aww. that the character is not feeling super confident. So it's okay. This is Zoe the dog. Hello, beautiful <laughs> Zoe the dog. She's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah, we're so happy you could join us, Zoe the dog. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs>
3: I want it to does be on that level of comfort. I
1: was yeah. gonna say
0: it's funny because adding the dog actually only removes Kylie, from the screen. <laughs> because of, Aww, <laughs> of where the
1: graphics so line. Up. Bang! Oh, no, now it's Ricky. But bye, Ricky. What about what about that? Ah, <laughs> oh, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> Later, close. Ricky. Dog's here anyway. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> no, she's adorable. She
0: so then we <laughs> we're so happy to have uh, a dog be the pet mascot of this show and not a cat like it was for quest me just saying um look those
1: cats are still not, around they're hey, gonna be not,
0: around it's not it's not shots fired josh it's
1: just my preference and <laughs> um, they just love pot trev just loves podcasting that's true that's all it is she, she loves getting that attention that little five seconds on, of fame she's been on a
0: lot of episodes yes, um
1: yes so in this
0: next flashback, do you guys feel like they're almost setting up the parents to have been like maybe bought or blackmailed by the Alliance? Because the, the parents like just seem very, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, she's a genius, but who cares if she's like being a little yeah. insane? It's like, right.
3: that you're seems like a weird You're going to give up your whole reaction. life to go save your sister? Well, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I just thought it was weird. They were quite suspicious. Yeah, Very well, sus, and he was, uh, if you will.
1: <laughs> Very sus, yes. <laughs> um, he was really... Uh, <laughs> that, that's a shout-out for Chip right there. Chip <laughs> loves that word.
3: Yes. <laughs> yep, there you go, loves Chip. Loves
1: sus. Um, God, I lost my train of thought. Now. No, uh, it, when he bailed him out of jail or whatever, he mm-hmm. was like, "It it puts a dent on my record just walking through those doors. And right. Like like he's being watched or something like that, that it, he can't be.
0: So to Ricky's point from earlier, I think it's meant to imply like, yes, you can live a very cushy, comfortable life under Alliance rule, but you do have a little chip in your shoulder, like a microchip in your shoulder, not on your shoulder that tracks where you are and tracks what locations you go to. And there are certain locations, for example, what did he call it? It was like a black zone or a dark zone or something where Simon had been. and, it was like, so there must be zones where if you go there your chip goes off and goes, Oh, this guy's a criminal because he's in the police station, so he's picking up a criminal or like, Oh, this guy went into the red light district, so he's a criminal. You know what I mean? So I took that to be part of the trade off that the that you make for a happy life under the alliance, is that they know where you are at all times and that they will associate you. Uh, they will make you guilty by association at locations, even it doesn't matter if you went there for a specific person just because you're there. That's enough of a problem to make you in trouble um so yeah it's it, they're showing that trade off is maybe not worth it, right
1: <laughs> yeah, i would uh yeah it's it's that whole that whole thing that they keep running back to in this like is the life of crime worth it um right. it was like. Uh, when they were in the antique shop, and and she Kaylee had said something about um, you know their lifestyle, and you condemn the people that live that lifestyle, or something like that, right. and he was very, he was kind of confused. He was like, "No, I," uh, kind of broken <laughs> a little bit because yeah, his whole life I'm sure he's been raised to think that they're all criminals and that you know these right. brown coats that are. Not in the alliance are, you know, up to no good. Where they're really just making a living.
0: Yeah, and he's still harboring some illusions that he's not now just a like space-faring refugee. Like, dude, you're not,
1: you're not upper class anymore. Like, yeah, he's have he's having a hard time coming y- to terms with yeah. where he's at in his life right now. Yeah, you're you're unemployed and in
0: between jobs.
1: Um yeah what was uh oh <laughs> uh, you know I'll say I'll save it for for Simon says okay. but uh
0: so they have to take off right because book got shot they have to leave the tams behind and when they can't find him jane goes I knew it I knew they were going to ditch us as soon as they got a chance I really like that mal goes yeah th- that's not what happened like the doctor is a lot of stuff he's not a coward and he's not you know going to betray us so I'm right. that's definitely not what he did um he does then immediately leave simon on that planet but it it, he he states it out loud like you can hear him working it out loud for himself he goes simon's a doctor they need a doctor all right let's go he's like there there's no reason for whoever has him to kill him we'll be back he just doesn't say that out loud because he doesn't want to say his plan because we've seen that his crew likes to vote on things that are not up for vote so he's like we're just gonna leave and we're it'll be fine um and he, as he takes off, he says, I really hope Simon and River have their purge planet inoculations. So that was one of my favorite quotes. I know he didn't really say that, but <laughs> it it reminded me a lot of the purge planet from Rick and Marty, if you guys have seen that. Um,
1: oh, yeah. You know, I yeah, didn't like even... It's, hmm. Everybody's
0: kind of vaguely Southern or yeah. like hill people, oh. <laughs> and they've got kind of a yeah. weird religion going on, and they like to... Get real violence sometimes,
1: <laughs> so <laughs> that's, yeah, it he reminded was, uh, me of that a lot. <laughs> Th- that's funny because I liked when Jane was like, "Today we were caught by hill folk, never to be seen again." <laughs> it was the best day ever.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Today
1: I was pompous and my sister was crazy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that was my is Jane dumb moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: because I was like, "Oh, he used pompous," but then he was all being dumb. Well, about he's it, reading so it. I was like, "Yeah, I'll- oh,
0: oh." Well, oh, no, no, you're right, because cause he yeah, wouldn't yeah. have written that about himself. Right. You're right. No, that's a right, good point, right, right. Kylie. So, yeah, that's so a very I'm good point, done. Kylie. Yeah. Right. right. Go ahead, Ricky. Sorry. <laughs>
2: uh, that scene where he was ransacking Simon's room, and then the following scene when Simon and River are coming back on the uh, ship, and he dumps everything back onto <laughs> Simon's bed, those scenes yeah. were not originally in this episode. The episode ran <laughs> short. Oh. Uh, So they had to add a couple, they had to add like an extra 90 seconds or something. So that's when Joss Whedon went to Adam Baldwin and said, let's get a couple more, let's get a little bit more in here. They got a couple of props together. He pulled some props out of the suitcase. They got it all together and they finished up the episode.
0: And he just gives that scene of like, hey doc, I'm happy that you're back on our ship. (laughs) Uh, And then leaves. (laughs) Like that was a good Comedic moment without being over the top or ham fisted, in my opinion. I liked that kind of like because Jane isn't. It's not that he hates the doctor, it's that he's like uncomfortable with him, right? So he's like, "Uh, I I still don't know if I want you to know that I went through your stuff. It's not that I'm afraid of you, I just, that would be weird. Like, it just feels (laughs) weird. Yeah. Um, (laughs) then. (laughs) the the next thing I mean, it should feel weird you're your going point, through some weird
1: stuff come on now
0: right or, or rather to your point <laughs> kylie uh and and callie is jane dumb um he did make an appear he did say that he had an opinion on fashion right he was like i dressed this way or whatever it was like dressed like i was a pompous ass and my sister was crazy or whatever it was that he said he made some comment about the way that oh he pulls a- he holds up simon's shirt and he goes, I'm never going to understand yeah. that guy or something like that. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, for Jane to have an opinion on fashion, I think supports the theory that he used to be fancy. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, that he used to be a little, uh, a little richy-rich. Maybe yeah, he used it. to
0: maybe at, at least be, if not rich, he used to be at least more well-off and maybe one or two societal tiers- Higher on the ladder than he is now. I mean, I think we can hope that, right?
2: Maybe that's where maybe he... he got all those fan all them fancy words from. Right,
1: <laughs> right. He just went to the outer rim too many times. Right. <laughs> we see in this episode actually that
0: Mal gets a lot of his fancy words directly from Zoe, which is a detail that I love. She goes, you know, are Ooh. you saying are you saying what about Same this, way. sir? And he goes, what does that mean? And she goes, Uh, you know, hopeful also means bloody and he goes, Oh well, you what excellent you gave me all the uses there and great examples like we actually see Zoe building Mal's vocabulary. I really like that. Good <laughs> skit. Does she say yeah. sanguine or ex sanguine? I think sanguine. she says sanguine. <laughs> Thank you. Are you sanguine about this, sir? Yes. Sanguine. And and again, just everything Gina Torres speaks or does or is in this is... Ugh. Ugh. Gina Torres, we love you. We love Zoe. Anyways, um, Simon and River get kidnapped by the Hill people. And here's my question. Like, it, do you guys think Simon just has, like, an innate inability to read a room... Like, he, he can't figure out how to talk to anyone in the world, right? Like, he misspeaks in front of Kaylee and is a jerk. And then this pretty clearly unstable person is like, oh, something's wrong with your sister, right? And he's like, oh, no, every, uh, everything's fine. No, she's totally fine. I'm, t- I'm totally helping her out. Everything's <laughs> fine. It's like, dude, why don't you just go, oh, yes, you know, she's she's touched. And uh, and only I can take care of her. Like, why wouldn't you just play into this person's clearly insane belief, just for the sake of making your day easier? Like, why do you have to be like, no, she's not crazy. She's my sister. Like, dude, dude, read the room, Simon. <laughs> read the room. It's true.
2: I think it has to do huh? with the fact that he grew up being the smartest guy in the room, except for his sister. Uh, He probably grew up getting the best grades in his class. He grew up, you know, with the least amount of difficulties. He was, everything just came easy for for him. Uh, So why would he have to work to communicate with others when they should be coming to him to be getting information from him?
3: You know, they actually, it is a saying for people who work for doctors or work with doctors is that uh, doctors are like the most insane, smart people you'll ever meet. Hmm. Doctors are weird. Doctors I are could see weird. That. It's I I my theory was because they you know like Ricky was saying spent so much time on school and like doing all this other stuff that they didn't learn how to socialize properly.
1: They can <laughs> read the hell out of a book, but yeah. they cannot read a room to save their lives.
0: Right. It's pretty crazy. I yes, so like, that's and that's a good way to phrase it too, Callie D. Yes. Also, high IQ often equates to low EQ. Um, the other thing is that he, he's that character is. very very clearly just like not really a hundred percent mentally functional right like Simon cannot think because he's so bogged down with worry for River so like I don't think at at any point so far we have seen him function at a hundred percent Simonosity I think it's always been a little bit pulled back
1: it's got to be him learning more about just real life because how much has he really ever stressed in his life, you know, like seeing his backstory other than him going to Tatooine and getting arrested for it like he's never had to worry about anything and so now on this, he's a fugitive on a ship with people that he thinks are savages that could kill him at any moment you know he's he's definitely stressed out and and he has no idea how to handle it and
0: yeah and it's an interesting commentary on like you know if you if you're brought up um to believe that you're better than other people then it doesn't matter if you consciously think that or not right so he's not walking around going i'm better than you i'm better than you i'm better than you he's walking around going like this is a shitty ship this is poorly made Furniture. This is, you know, a dirty town. I don't like that you people drink out of a well. Like, it's not that he's actively trying to be a jerk, it's that that classism is ingrained in him. So, like, a nice commentary there of showing Simon isn't intentionally classist, he's just classist. And, you know, he's been giving been given several moments specifically in this episode to confront that within himself and go maybe maybe I should be a little more open minded. Now does he get rewarded for that? Not really. Uh but it does make a point to him, right, where he's like okay, maybe there is something other than just worry and constant, you know, thinking. And we get that in this episode. We get a couple moments of quiet and peace for the the Tam siblings. Um I'm going to take this moment to note the actress who plays the teacher, Dora Lee, in The Village. Uh, her name is Erica Tazel. She is currently on Lovecraft Country as a character named Dora Freeman. Uh, again, mm. I actually haven't seen Lovecraft Country, but I've heard nothing but positivity surrounding it. And now I'm like, I kind of want to go watch it as soon as this show is over because when this show ends, it's not going to be 1 a.m. So I could watch something after <laughs> this show. Um, I probably won't because... The way that I am is I'll go edit this show as soon as we're done with it. But uh, go ahead, Josh.
1: (laughs) She was also on Justified and Law and Order and The Office
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and Bones. Man, she's all over the place. That's cool. She's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Oh, she was. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was in Legends of Tomorrow too, and The Orville. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Okay, Okay. So,
0: yeah. Let's let's all go watch some of all of that that sounds great <laughs> yeah. um, so I have a question for you guys okay and I it, you don't have to answer right now you can if you want there's no correct it a- well there is a correct answer because it's me and you guys know how I am but it's a subjective thing um, where currently right in this episode where is Simon and Rivers home it'd be Serenity right at this point and they give you a couple of different options right so the first option is simon feels like they're at home maybe just anywhere they're safe right because in serenity you know on the ship serenity in the last couple episodes you've seen him kind of easing in a little bit like maybe this could be home then he gets kidnapped by hill people and he's like well that was unpleasant but maybe this could be home. Like there's room here, there's food, there's nature, there's space for my sister. You know, maybe this could be home. And then river has this breakdown and summer glow I, I don't know if it's, if it's because I have a daughter now or what it is, but the way that her voice breaks when she's talking to Simon and she's start starting to get real choked up. And she's like, I know that I took that all away from you, Simon. You know, I, I'm not stupid. I'm not in a fog. I know that you gave up everything you had for me. And then he puts his hands on her face and he says, Everything that I have is right here. So you get real quick, boom, 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 here are the places that they could be considered to be at home, right? Maybe they could be at home on Serenity. Maybe they could be at home in this village. Simon doesn't it's just need them. that. It's just Simon being just together needs is... Yeah, Simon yeah. is home wherever River is, as long as yeah. they're together. So, I really oh, love how the illustration of that. Oh, freaking magical! It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> it, but it's not done in a saccharine way. I don't think. Like, there's no, nothing they, about that scene where you come away from it going, "Okay, I get it, touchy feely." It was done in a, an emotionally um, authentic way. I feel. Um, no, you're
1: right, and and every part of these episodes has been kind of a new. Uh, it's like explaining, you know, a backstory for people. For the most part, I feel like, you know, this one's about these two. Uh, what was last week? Last week was a little about is Anara and Mal. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, and then and then you had a little bit of the the pilot, or no, it was a little bit of Kaylee mm-hmm. in the first one, like. I don't know. It just seems like each episode you get a little bit more of a backstory for each character, and we also got a little bit more of a backstory for Shepard, which Ooh. is a little yeah. less beautiful than that. But
2: if I could address the question about home, yeah, uh, I think the most tragic part of that question is where, can, where do they not feel at home, and that's with their parents in that in their parents' home. Mm and I think yeah. what really anchors that down is the back the backflash what am I trying to say <laughs> what's the word backdraft what's that flashback, flashback. 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 <laughs> back. Back flash.
1: he <laughs> episode name dubbing it right yep. there backflash
2: <laughs> <laughs> the flashback where Simon is trying to tell his parents look at these letters these are codes mm. she's in trouble we need this and their parents are just going we can't accept that we because of the alliance because of this world we live in because we've been given all of these nice things because you're going to be a great doctor someday because it's all been set up already we're not going to be able to do anything about river she'll she'll be back where
1: she'll be back did they send her somewhere is that what happened here did i miss something taking notes yes
0: she was um she was recruited right like they were they were told they were told there's this very exclusive alliance program slash school institution she can go be a part of um and i think he only mentioned that maybe in passing in one of the one of the prior episodes so I'll, i'll forgive you for not remembering that this show does a lot of that like here's one line, like, for example, here's one line that says, we've been in space for 30 days without landing, you know, like, it does a lot of that, like, really quickly slipping stuff past that. Um, So. Okay.
1: Okay. That, so, so they knew that she had gone somewhere and they were writing each other and she was giving this code to him, which, again, like, they were so close that, he was like, she's spelling this wrong. So in my head, like, as soon as he said she's spelling these things wrong and she never spells things wrong, I was like, so which letters is she she taking out? Is that what she's using for the code? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, she takes one letter out of this word and it's like, I wish I could see the note.
0: <laughs> you guys assume that like the ultra ultimate level genius was doing a simple substitution cipher with letters that <laughs> Totally. totally. That's yeah, that's exactly it right there cuz I'm a be genius Jesse. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I can't argue with I, I won't but argue with that is what I meant to say.
1: They very they simplified it very much though so by saying, you know, she misspelled things. So that's just right. automatically I feel like I couldn't have been the only one that thought, <laughs> right, no, I, oh, well, obviously. <laughs> she's it's just things like that in, a,
3: in the simplest form, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I,
0: yeah. So here's the thing. I think none of the Tams know how to read a room because <laughs> yeah. when when Doralee looks at her and she's like, hey, man, I think your sister is definitely possessed. The look that River gives her isn't River trying to not to look possessed, right?
3: <laughs> she's like,
0: hey, man, your sister's possessed, and it cuts to River, and she's like, yeah. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> and he's like, uh, no, no, she's not possessed, and she's like, this happened to you yesterday before I got here, didn't it? And It's like, Whoa, yeah. River?
3: Yes. Room, read the room.
1: <laughs> Hashtag read the room. God, like, God
3: what are you two... <sighs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I just, so, yeah. Anyways. She's a witch. No, she's not. Yes, I am. <laughs> well, and we... Right. <laughs> we
0: get this last flashback, right, where the Tam parents are like, look, if you do this again, I'm cutting you off. I'm not paying for your seventh year of college. Wait, that's Van Wilder. Um, Anyway, he's like, I'm not going to support you financially, this, that, and the other thing, right? This is the end of the money if you keep going down this road. So now we know when... You know, a couple Quit scenes later when River, goes, to
1: the station. Sorry.
0: <laughs> when River goes, hey, it's going to be fine. Dad's going to figure out what's happening. and He's going to come for us. Simon doesn't say anything like, oh, I never thought of that. Good call. Like, yeah, we just got to get a hold of dad. He doesn't say anything about their dad because he knows that that's a false hope. But they've had such a day already at that point that he's like, you know what? I'm just going to not tell her that we've been disowned right now. I'll tell her. I'll tell her later that we've been disowned.
1: Um, yeah she's got enough things going on right now and okay so when they're on the ship
0: right book has been shot they're they're gonna dock with this with Magellan, this cruiser they're gonna get him some help and jane says you know it actually would be way easier way simpler if those two weren't on our ship and so he goes he's right mal says he's right but he says it in a way that you can tell he's leaving off the other half of his sentence. He goes, "Yeah, it would be simpler," and then the half of the sentence he leaves off is, "But it wouldn't be right."
1: So you just get, we all get know that, that moment. That Mal's immediately. a good guy, a really good right. guy. He just really likes yeah. to pretend that he's a scoundrel. And, again, I think it's he's just so because, Han like Solo. I said, he's Han Solo. I think it's
0: it's because he needs to get things done, and he knows that when you're flying with your family. You can't just give them all the details because they're going to want to stop for chicken nuggets. They're going to want to stop to go to the bathroom. They're going to want to stop to see the world's largest nonstick frying pan. Like, we don't have time for that. We got a dying guy here and we have a doctor and his sister captured by hill people. Need I remind you? So it just it adds to that sense of urgency. And then so we're like kind of worried about Book. The moth on this ship is not as cool as Harkin. And he's like, you know what? I'm not going to let you into the ER just because you have somebody bleeding out. Like you're going to need a better reason than that. And then book goes, okay, check my ID. Josh and Kylie would really love to get your impressions on this. What's going on with books ID.
3: Oh man. I don't know. I, my first thought was exactly what, uh, like Mal and Zoe were like thinking, you know, like he's got to be part of the Alliance somehow, some sort of affiliation. Um, But because they mentioned that That makes me think that that can't be it So (laughs)
1: Um, I just I just said uh, in my notes Oh snap what is Shepard hiding Had oh and then I had uh, burn the witch With fire Which time (laughs) period is this And then that's a purge planet uh, Yes and then okay really though who is Shepard So I'm very, very um, intrigued as to mm-hmm. what happened there because he he came out at the end and was like, "Yeah, I'd, I'd probably tell you. I don't know, sometime. Yeah, I guess yeah. maybe." It was like a it was like Captain America where where they're <laughs> like, "You want to you want to talk about her?" And he's like, "No, I don't think I will." Shepard's right. like. They're like, you want to tell us what's going on, Shepard? He's like, no, I don't think I will. Shepard
0: basically looks him dead in the (laughs) eye and goes, you know what, Mal? How about in season two? And you're just like, why you got to say that, Shepard? Come on. Um, Okay. Before we move on, we'll pick up right at this exact point, but I want to address something. Callie D. uh, Yes. The world's largest nonstick frying pan is indeed an American thing Uh, (laughs) for me. It is a reference I think to a an all right John Travolta movie called Michael where he plays an archangel who comes to earth and then proceeds to like waste a bunch of time if I'm not mistaken is the plot of the movie. The movie has heart. It. I'll give it I will give the movie that it has heart and it's before John Travolta was quite as John Travolta-y as he is now. I think one of the things that he stopped to do while he was wasting time was to go see the world's largest nonstick frying pan. I think also on that list was the world's largest ball of twine and a couple of other things. Yes, Callie, here in America, we like to make the biggest possible version of a thing that nobody cares about the regular size version of in the first place and then call it a spectacle hey, yeah. and drive several hours yeah. to go see it. Um, There's
2: a lot of nothing in America there's yeah. A yeah. <laughs> there's, so there's a lot of
0: open land yes a lot of open so land much nothing. i mean it's, it's flat you know uh susie uh i i'm really glad that you are <laughs> afraid of road trips with me that
1: that makes me really you definitely should never road trip with jesse you could <laughs> yeah you could road trip with kylie and i we'd have a good time yes we'd always stop at all the dot bars
3: plentiful <laughs> potty breaks <laughs>
1: It's because Susie wants potty breaks, nuggets and frying
0: pans of incredible size. Like I said, no to those things that she's like, well now I'm not going with like that. I just, that's yeah. wonderful. I love, I love you. Susie.
1: Um, that, I mean, but like I would, I would enjoy that. that. That's like going to Chicago and being like, we gotta go see the bean. People are like, that's right. what you care about of Chicago. Right. I gotta How see the bean. The <laughs> yeah.
0: Why is this the thing that you care about? Yeah. I, I can see that. Yeah.
1: Um, but if, you know, I, I, mm, I feel like I want to do that now. I want to figure out where all of these giant things are in America <laughs> and go find them. Go on road trips to the
0: we'll make a video Ballyearn. series and a and a podcast about it. Um so the we get the same thing towards the end of this episode that we got at the start of this episode, right? Where one or two characters are like, "Here's the next plot point out loud so that we don't have to just do it. We can tell you it." Right? So they accuse river of being a witch and she goes um i'm not a witch but i am gonna read your mind and here's what happened and he announces out loud i believe the exact line is this girl is a witch and she reads minds and she spins falsehoods
1: so it's like (laughs) okay
0: dude which thing is it like pick one okay because because if she's Reading your mind, then that means what she said was true. Because right. you've just implied I, I that she that. can yeah. read minds. So if she's spinning falsehoods, then why not just say, no, she's a liar, she's also probably not a witch? Like uh but okay, so what really happened is he thinks that she witnessed it, so he's like, Okay, we gotta kill her, right? But like it it was just a weird way to and a little bit dumb to have a character go, She's a witch, she reads minds, and she lies. Like It felt very crucible, right? So, Mm -hmm. of course, they put her up on the stake, right? Got to put her up on the stake. This scene, I know that it's a little bit like Star Trek, one culture, old religion, planet level of cheesy. Like, yep, they're just all immediately on board with Burning the Witch. But it still hits you, or it still hit me personally. It still hit me emotionally because of River and Simon. Like, River just has this look on her face like... you know we come to find out that river has a look on her face of like maybe she's already hearing serenity coming in like through orbit right yeah she's like i'm not worried about this we've got six minutes left that's enough time they're not going to start burning us for another seven
1: yeah just just keep just keep going fake ryan just keep talking we're good and he's just he's like this is it like There's nothing
0: I can do. I've tried everything. I've tried talking to these people. I've tried talking down to these people. I've tried making fun of their beliefs. I've tried calling them yokels. I've tried screaming (laughs) at them. I've tried punching them. None of the things that I'm trying are working. So I guess I'll just climb on up to the stake. You know, I'll just go up there with my sister and wait to be burned. And it's like, yeah, he tried some really like not great ideas to get out of the situation, but he still was like, he still did a heartfelt thing right he still was like if this is her end this is my end because as we recently established wherever River is is Simon's home and if that's burning at the stake with some space yokels then that's what it has to be (laughs) you know Um, we do get I'm not going to take it for myself, but we do get one of the best lines of the series here. Right, uh, so, Time to go. <laughs> they go back. No, Sorry, they go like, back to save I like him. I that line. <laughs> and, oh, it, I mean, they're all good, right? Right toward the end of this. They're all good. They go back to save him. And Mal says, you know, did we just show up in the nick of time? What does that make us? <laughs> and Zoe goes, big, big damn, damn heroes. Heroes, sir." <laughs> and my favorite part of that line is actually his response. He goes, ain't we just, and it's like, like it's, it's still a little backwater, but it's a well-constructed sounding English sentence. That's three words long. And it just, ah, uh, he's got this much more class than the rest of these bandits. I love that line so much. And then of course, you know, all these guys look up and Mal goes, do you see the angry man in the spaceship with yeah. a gun? You know, it's,
2: it's his will. You ought to be worried about.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. So that, that was in my notes. And, Yeah, there's no flowery language, but it's still told eloquently. Like, he's not using words he doesn't need to use, but he's putting them together in a real pretty way. Uh, Just the ending scene.
1: ever since you told me about him hanging by that string and spinning (laughs) around and then having a hard time, every time I see him hanging like that, I just think that he's probably just spinning (laughs) in circles (laughs) and they're just shooting it every time he gets around to facing the other way. (laughs) Where he's like he's like, Is this good? Looking all menacing and then he like on his way back around like does a stretch and then gets back into menacing when he gets in the shot, you know. <laughs>
2: Jane does a lot of harness work. <laughs>
1: yeah. He's frequently up on the ropes, it sounds like just just spinning around though. I feel like he's probably having a jolly good time. That's
0: funny. Yeah. And then for me, <laughs> I just you know, did, he's like, Cut this girl down. And they're like, uh, dude, did you not hear the three announcements about the plot points? And he's like, cut her the hell down. And it's like, he didn't really even swear, but you get, you really get the threat from Mao's voice in that line. It's
1: just like, okay, we're, we're going to do it. You know? I think he does actually swear too. I think he does say, cut her the hell down.
0: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He says hell. Oh. He doesn't oh, he's okay, not like yeah. dropping F bombs or like, you know, anything like that. He just says cut the well, hell it's, down. It's, and it's like it's Fox. that's the <laughs> like the lowest level s- swear word that you could use, but he imbued it with so much like paternal do it nowness that you important. felt Yeah, you felt the threat there. I felt the threat there. It was his dad yeah. voice, right? I was like, Oh, I've I've done that before. It's not effective when I do it, but I've done it <laughs>
1: and i i liked the parallels of uh mal saving them compared to simon's dad saving him the difference mm. that there was there um where mal yeah. comes in like a hero like a knight in shining armor like Good a real father. dad coming yeah yeah coming in to, to save his son and daughter whereas the other one is like i swear if you do this again and embarrass me i will disown you right. where mal is like you know you're you're in my crew. You know no no need to talk about why I came back. You're in my crew. You're part of my mm-hmm. family. Like that's right. I thought that was really driving home the point that Serenity was his was their home. Just because, right. and, and maybe it's you know now it's turning to be more of their home um, mm-hmm. and, and their home, not just his, but both of theirs. So it in yeah. turn kind of makes it his. Um, I just I really liked the how Nathan Fillion is just such a better dad
2: uh, Daddy Tam seems to wilt when there's pressure around when when there's something going wrong, when there's something difficult he can't step up to the plate but when somebody's being burned at the stake, here comes Malcolm, the new father Malcolm, Mal, the new father <laughs> and he's, he's really there to back everybody up he's, he is their new family
0: well, I, his name is Malcolm. That's okay. Right? It's just... Uh, <laughs> it it just doesn't represent kind of the bad
2: as much as Mal does. Right. Yeah.
1: <sighs> his name is Malcolm, and he's always in the middle of something. <laughs>
0: Very well done. Okay, Josh, you're two for two. Sorry, I'm
1: sorry. I'm done with the
0: puns. I, I, so. I, get, I get one
1: pun a week now. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Well, then you're good uh, for the
3: next couple of weeks, then. Two years. <laughs>
0: To your point, Josh, though, of you know this being the demonstration of when Mal says, "You're on my crew," to him that's the exact same thing as saying, "You're in my family," right? Right. The right. demonstration that we get for that on both sides on the Tam family and the Mal Reynolds family is a dinner, right? Simon Mm -hmm. tells his dad, "Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize there was a dinner party at stake that I ruined for you guys trying to save my sister's life." And then you get the exact opposite dynamic from Mal. Mal comes back.
1: He says, "You don't have to dress up." I love it.
0: (laughs) Right. Mal (laughs) comes back and saves them before dinner time. Yeah, he's like, "No, we don't sit down to dinner until our family is in our home."
3: Yeah. Then once yeah. our
0: family's in our home, we will all sit down. That's yep. how Yeah. That's how Simon and River know that this is their new home and their new family. Because yep. the the meal the meal is so important and it really is, but they do that meal with everyone that they care about. Instead of saying, You ruined a dinner for me, they go, Hey, we waited to start dinner until you guys got here. And then you get possibly one of the most heartwarming scenes that we've had up to this point of them sitting around their table, roseanne introduction style, passing bread yep. and yep. putting salt on stuff. <laughs> I could almost hear that music in the background and it's and and the last this beautiful family meal yeah and it's it's just yep. so like it's again it's not saccharine it's not well, oversweet well, they're not cramming it down to... my throat. They're just saying. It's here's starting a family to be the trends of,
1: of fireflies, the breaking bread with each other, sitting and, and having dinner with each other. That's definitely a, a theme in this show. Is yeah, you know, we sit down as a family and, and we eat together and stuff like that. You know when yeah when I eat, you eat, and that's I don't know, it, it's really, it's really, gr- it's making me like these characters even more and like where the show Mm -hmm. is going and or not going Um, right so
0: for me like all of this just parallels our whole experience so far with sudden but inevitable right we were like let's just start a show and hopefully some people will listen to it and we just kind of put our signal out there in the black we sent a wave and some people picked it up and you guys have been boosting our signal, and you have given us a home. I mean, like I was saying at the start of this show, this is my home now. Like, you know, I live in the real world, but on Friday nights, I live in the Fireflyverse with you guys. You know, we're talking about Mal. We're talking about Jane. We're talking about Kaylee. We're talking about space. We're talking about cities in space. We're talking about <laughs> transport ships that are used to smuggle. Like, this is my home i don't know about you guys but i feel like this is where i feel comfortable and warm and happy and i'm so happy that you three on the screen with me are part of my firefly family and i am beyond overwhelmed at how i feel about the rest of our firefly family Susie, callie rosie casper uh, david michael all of these people like this is just there's so many people on Twitter and Instagram and we'll get to that because we have our shout out every week but we love you guys and you know I had a minute where I was like okay this is a weird time to be doing a, a firefly show uh, just because of what's going on but I think we should keep doing it and I think it's because this isn't his thing this is our thing that we care about and that that we connect with he's you know he doesn't have anything to do with it anymore it belongs to us now so I'm just I'm really happy that we can keep doing this, and I've been having a great time tonight. You know, like I was kind of worried there'd be like this thing, and there isn't. So I just thank you guys so much for joining me. Do you have any other last notes,
2: Jesse? Yes. What do you think was going on with Shepherd Books' ident card?
1: <laughs> so here's the thing. Ident card. That's. that's I had that's that's some questions.
0: Well, and I had some questions around like, why was Inara not there? when the captain of the magellan showed up like is there is there not some sort of like diplomatic uh weight that she could toss around there like hey i'm a registered companion I'm, i haven't broken any laws you can check i'm in good standing like i want this guy fixed up like does that is that not a I guess we haven't really established if that's a thing, but it seems like in some sin- instances, like in the train job, that she can just walk in and go, hey, I'm, here's my status. Please accept Stat- my request.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, <clears throat> I mean, she's done so it before. A little bit, well, and it kind of felt like they were setting it up, right? Because she was the one who's like, go do the yeah. thing. Like, you have yeah. to go to the Alliance for this help. So you're kind of thinking like, oh, she's going to do that thing where she goes, hey... This is just a guy. I'm in charge here. This is what I need. So I thought that was sort of weird. But to actually answer your question, Ricky, I feel like there may have been something that we would eventually learn, which is like, you know, the Alliance has a program with the Shepherds of the Citadel that are like, you know, we will guarantee your safety on planets that are being newly settled or will assign you to... Uh, certain platoons or something that are going out you know foot foot soldier platoons that kind of a thing infantry um because it seems like there was there there's clearly no it doesn't seem that there's any skill that book has that's like oh well without him we couldn't do thing x right it's more like oh okay he's earned privilege x is what it seemed like to me so i feel like he either used to be a very high ranking Alliance officer and then gave up that life to become a man of the cloth or, and, and that affords you some like permanent, you know, benefits, or he was somehow associated with the Alliance as a shepherd in some official diplomatic capacity of some kind. And he has like leftover credentials, um, Like I said, it really felt like he was just saying, next season, Mal. Just wait till next season. We'll get into that. (laughs) So it's like...
3: So you don't know know the answer? You don't know either?
0: Well, part of the way that I answer Ricky's questions is designed to make a good show. And part of the way that I answer Ricky's questions is designed to not give you guys any indication as to what's coming next or as to what is fully available. So I don't know if that... Points anything out to you immediately, but like that's I, I try to construct it in a way that you will not even know that spoilers may be happening or not happening. You'll never know. <laughs> that's what that's I'm the to one, do. I don't know if it's that's working.
1: the <laughs> one only spoiler that I mistakenly read. Was it Shepard is not who he seems to be? That was and that was the only oh. thing that I read too. Excellent. So I was like, oh snap, and. And even so, yeah, I I told you, I think a few episodes episodes ago that I would bring that up, that that was the spoiler that I had read was that. But even still, that's all that I read in that article uh, before I stopped immediately. And I'm still wondering, because obviously this episode proves that he's not who he says he is, Mm -hmm. but it hasn't answered any sort of question as far as that spoiler goes. So I'm glad that that happened a lot sooner rather than later, personally, (laughs) because... Like, I've been kind of, it's like when you tell me there's a Star Wars ship in the episode, I start to kind of like, Did what? you find that yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. If you'd like, I can See? send you the link. See? Just, and you I keep do, doing I, this to me. <laughs> I can send you
0: the link. That's the one thing that I'm 100%. I know it's in there. Callie D brought it up. uh all David right, Black brought right. it up.
1: A lot of people brought it up. So I know it's in the, there, and, uh, The problem is I, I haven't been able to watch the uh, the episodes more than once lately. So... <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, trust me, I understand the feeling. So, um, if nobody else has anything to add here, um, I guess I'll just ask, I have one question about this episode left, okay, and I don't think I can answer it on my own, because as I'm looking at it, Ricky, this episode is just so, it's, it's so shiny.
2: How shiny is it?
0: Thanks for asking Ricky D from best flicks with Ricky D. I would say this episode is so shiny that I give it an eight. I'm going to give this an eight. I, I have a ton of emotions in this episode and a lot of fun. Like, even though it's not really a fun episode, like it's fun in that I'm enjoying myself. It's not fun in the way that shindig was fun, right? Like the characters in the episode aren't having fun um but i am having a hell of a lot of fun in this episode and it there's just there's something about it that it mixes exposition with with you know new information and breathless pacing like i was talking about there's just something happening every 3 seconds but it doesn't feel like they overload you i think this is a really high quality episode i'm going to give this episode 8 out of 10 on the shiny scale I'm not 100%. I think, Ricky, it's your turn to give your shininess rating.
2: Uh, I've got to go 8.5. I couldn't see myself going any lower than that. I love this episode. Uh, It's, I kind of, when it first started, I was just like, oh, is this a flashback episode? Uh, Those are always kind of a little lame. But the flashbacks Mm -hmm. are fairly minor, and everything else, they just load you up with information and fun. Uh, I loved watching uh, Shepard book and his whole exploration into him going onto the Alliance ship and him, you know, getting in and out of there while unconscious and not even Mm -hmm. barely, even a barely able to navigate it himself, but he's still able to do it. Um, The ending scene just is so much fun where they come in and save simon and river uh i even drew a little heart in my notes which we can't oh Oops. there it is <laughs> oh <yeah. laughs> yay that's super I beautiful yeah. there, there we go there we go <laughs>
1: that ring light man that ring light really makes the white paper shine yep.
2: yeah. uh, but it was just i was having so much fun by the end of it that yeah 8.5 loved it favorite episode
0: that makes good sense
1: hmm. josh and kylie oh. Um. Yeah, Kylie, you go first because I don't okay. know. Okay.
3: I'm gonna say I'm gonna say seven point five. Um, I don't think that it was a bad episode by any means, and I think that there was a lot of uh, background kind of stuff going on and um, interesting stuff. The f- the dancing scene was fun, and then, you know, River and uh, Simon getting taken was all in- intense and stuff. But there was really only one time in this episode in particular that I was like, <gasps> and that was when um, Shepherd Book was shot. But mm. I just feel like in previous episodes, I had a lot of breathtaking moments, whereas in this one was um, just the one. So, so yeah. <laughs> so that's why.
1: I can dig it. All right, Josh. Okay. I want to propose something right now before uh, we do this. So, I vote no. I just had a special... <laughs> wow. And with the power invested in go me, ahead. Um, <laughs> um, so I propose that after we're done here, so QuestMe just had a special right where we just kind of did a recap of the whole season and talked about some some other things. Um, but I propose that at the end of this, we do about a week break, and then that second week we come. We come back and do a full recap of every single episode. What I want to do is go through and watch each episode again all the way through because what we're doing is doing it week by week because I really think that my um, votes or my ratings are going to change mm-hmm. when I watch this all the way through and when I have well, that makes sense. more of a clear idea because for me, this episode was kind of boring. The best part <laughs> was the end that whole shootout thing the cowboys versus aliens han solo coming to save the day sort of thing because it'll never be harrison ford i don't care what any other movie he's in he will always be han solo but that whole thing where you know that was really cool and i liked you know getting our witch down from the stake i like that line there was some some cool things here um but again, for me, I, I, I going to say like a six point five, probably, maybe even a 7 i I'm writing them
0: all down as we go. So, if you follow us on, is this
1: is this my lowest so far? I feel like this is the lowest. Oh, I
0: don't, Definitely. I don't have them all up, but I think it is. Oh, um, I am k- keeping track of them as we go, but I don't <laughs> have them all up in front of me right now. Um, so. Oh. If you follow us on Instagram at suddenbutinevitablepodcast or on Twitter at suddenbut, this week, this coming week, you are going to see an infographic that I'm putting together that has what all of our scores have averaged out so far to for each episode, right? So Mm. all the scores that we gave for Serenity are averaged into one score out of 10, and we did that for all the episodes we've watched so far. So keep your eye on Instagram and Twitter this week because that will be coming out and you can definitely feel free to drag our ratings. Um, <clears throat> Josh and Kylie keep making all of our ratings incorrect, so that's not my fault. Um, I think <laughs> I'm just kidding, you guys. That's, have one's I, that's entitled why we need to, to watch it opinions. again because
1: I really think right. I really think it'll change once I watch it over again. But.
0: And it's it's not the same as watching the Mandalorian because it's not as serialized as the Mandalorian. It's much more episodic. It's only got very small pockets of serialization right so it's watching it that way will make it feel
1: I know there's an end I know there's an end right and I swear if that shepherd book thing doesn't pay off and I don't figure it out you know by the end of this show I might never want to watch it again if there's a bunch of stuff that doesn't pay off oh man I don't know the fury (laughs) Callie
0: D in the chat says oh we will drag your ratings so. Josh,
2: we all get canceled eventually.
1: You're right. Yeah, you know, That's You're true. Right. We do all get canceled eventually. <laughs> so. Either way.
0: <laughs> now that we have all given our ratings, let's go ahead and move on to our second segment of the week, which is called Simon Says. So for this segment, we will give our favorite quotes from the episode, Despite the fact that it is called Simon Says, our quotes do not have to be from Dr. Simon Tam. So, again, very bad at remembering the order, so let's do the reverse of what we just did. Kylie and Josh, I'll have you give your quotes first, then we'll go Ricky, and then I'll go last.
3: Um. Okay, so mine mine was kind of towards the end, um, after they get back on Serenity, after being on the Alliance, you know, doctory area and uh <laughs> shepherd said it's good to be home and mm. i thought that was mm. that was a good one yeah
1: so
0: you really believe um,
1: him
3: Oh, totally yeah yeah
1: and that, I, I can't this episode is all about the being at home just mm-hmm. the finding a home so yeah driving that home uh mine is might not want to mistake that for a suggestion when he's telling Simon to take <laughs> Kaylee for yeah. a walk. And he keeps yeah. going, but I do not want to take her for a walk. And he's like, boy, please just take her for a walk. <laughs> but I do not want to take her for a walk, Dad. Listen, yeah. son, don't mistake that for a suggestion <laughs> and just get out of here.
3: You can't get in <laughs> trouble.
1: Fine. Let's go on the antique store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's just such a little brat. A little he fake is Ryan. kind of a brat. Yeah. Well he
3: was fratty <laughs> at the beginning of the episode for sure, but then yeah. you saw at the end he pulled the chair out for Kaylee and And he mm-hmm. went
1: and was gonna burn at the stake with her, so Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. So he in the really end really he's cares. He's, he's he's he was being selfish, but he's not totally well, selfish.
1: I think he's selfish for only him and Kaylee though. And River. It's, uh, uh, sorry, River. Yeah, right, he meant bad. to say River. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> You're good. Um but yeah, I think uh I think he just cares about them them to and yeah. what what happens to them, he can give a damn what happens to anyone on Serenity as long as they get where they're going. You know,
0: maybe until this episode, right? Ah. Because
3: again, he pulled the chair out.
0: Ah, okay. Well, right. and he right. <laughs> and he has that thing where he looks at Mal like, ah, Dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, so come here, Slugger. Give me <laughs> a little noogie. <laughs>
0: Uh, Ricky, what's your choice for Simon Says, Tiger?
2: All right, so you're gonna have to keep up with me on this one. I think <laughs> on in Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds sings this song. I'm not sure where else I know the song from, but it goes, "Papa, can you see? Papa, can you hear me? Papa, oh, can Frozen. you see me? Yeah, I think it's a Frozen Isn't that song. From Frozen. Okay, <laughs> so when they bring Shepherd Book onto Firefly after he's been shot on Serenity. Kaylee goes running over to him and she goes, Shepard, can you hear me? And I've watched this episode three times in the past week. And every time she does that, I go, Shepard, can you see me? (laughs) Shepard, can you feel me? (laughs) But in absence of that. Okay,
1: this was worth it. (laughs) That was worth it. I'm tweeting that to Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Oh, <laughs>
0: Callie. We can get Callie the Callie and, and Susie both said they're not from Frozen. It's yeah, from I
3: Yentl. Say, oh. it's,
2: I don't even. It, I have no idea where it came from. It just came out of me when I was watching the show.
1: I've I've never seen Frozen, so.
3: You're you're thinking of Do you want to build a snowman? Yes, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the song you're thinking. Oh uh, I'm glad I
2: brought this. If you this go up. back.
3: I, I mean, kind of like similar, kind of similar, I I guess.
2: (laughs) If you go back
0: to episode one, you'll hear me say, we're not ignorant douchebags. So clearly we've proven that wrong. So anyways, Ricky, go ahead.
2: I am not ignorant. (laughs) Um,
1: No, that's uh, ignorant. No, no, you're being ignorant. Uh, In the absence
2: of my song, I would say... uh, when Shepard Book walks up to Mal when they're dealing with the two bandits and the bandits are, you know, freaking out and Shepard goes they seem a might jumpy to you and I thought that was another good indication of Shepard being a little more than he appears
3: Yeah, yeah
1: Yeah. I wrote actually Shepard is mighty wise
3: Well, and I made a joke about that because he was like, hey, you know <laughs> these boys bothering you kind of thing and I'm like, yeah. what are you gonna do <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Maybe he could've. Yeah. Maybe there's something I don't know. <laughs> I'm
1: just surprised there's, with all of his he's kicked their ass. There's
0: definitely some tactician in The Shepherd. Like there's definitely he's been on missions, he's planned some stuff. Like there's something going on there with with the Shepherd. Um so I, I probably already gave it away, but my choice for Simon says was um Everything I have is right here. And I'm really excited about that because I think that's the first time my Simon Says choice has ever been an actual Simon quote. Um, But I really like that. I really love that line because that kind of a line would normally on TV, right, would normally be reserved for a romantic relationship, right? This is somebody hitting on somebody or this is, you know, somebody just about to, you know, do the deed. But they change the dynamic here and have him say it to his sister. And I think that makes it way more impactful because, you know, if you I mean, you guys know, you all have family members. They're, that feeling that he's communicating to her is so true and real and uh, identifiable. Like, you, could, you know exactly what he's talking about. Because at the end of the day, you know, if I didn't have my house or my job or my car or any of my stuff, I wouldn't care if... I had my family, you know? So for him to have that moment where he's realizing I don't need my status or the way that we used to live or an easy life or, you know, a lot of, you know, position or anything like that. I just need river. And then to find out that actually you have a lot more family around you than just river. I thought it was just a great little mini arc for Simon in this episode. Um, I think you guys probably rated it lower because you don't have emotions. So that's my only theory that I can come up with.
1: (laughs) We're as cold as ice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's okay. It's okay. I'm just playing again. Um, No,
1: and again, I need to watch it again. I need to finish the show and get the full effect of Firefly and then go back after watching the whole thing and have that actual connection with you know, the entire show because it'll, it'll mean more later on. I, I guarantee it. It always
3: does with any show that you watch or any book that you read. If you read it again, you always catch things you didn't see before and you fall in love a little bit more than you thought possible. And (laughs) yeah,
0: Yep. Yeah, that's and I think Susie had actually mentioned that earlier in the chat. She was saying, Hey, you yep. you definitely do need to watch back because we're still noticing stuff, you know, eighteen years later. So you'll definitely read you're gonna notice some new stuff. Um right. I think that's it as far as our segments go. Before we get to the sudden but inevitable shout out, which is possibly one of my favorite parts of the show. Um Josh, what is going on in the Twist My Arm Network this week?
1: oof um okay there's a lot going on so first of all like i mentioned it there is the marvel cinematic monday that comes out every other monday um this upcoming monday just so happens to be the one that we go live so we go live every other monday at about eight o'clock on facebook and the movement page and we talk about everything marvel um I have been reading a ton of comics lately. Like, like it's kind of, I don't know. It's, it's kind of not, it's not bad, but it's getting to the point where I'm like staying up too late reading comics and being like, oh my God, it's midnight. And I've been reading secret invasion for three (laughs) hours. This is bad. But I'm, I'm really excited to talk about more Marvel things and, um, and understand more of what chip is saying. It's, that's been my, one of my favorite things. Um, Out of the network right now is Marvel Cinematic Monday. Other than this. Uh, And then let's see, Tuesday Tuesday game night. That's game night, game streaming night for me. And I believe I'm going to be streaming Borderlands for the Janestown mission in Borderlands because next week, streaming Friday, we have the Sudden But Inevitable. Or is that two weeks from now? Two weeks from now. Two weeks from now. Yep. So this week I'm going to be streaming Avengers. Uh, To (laughs) correlate with Marvel. (laughs) And then actually Thursday, we are going to have our first ever basement sessions coming out featuring the artist from Denver, Pike. You can find him on uh, Pike4D2D. Facebook.com slash Pike4D2D. He's got some really fun music. um, Very... Childish Gambino vibes a lot of fun he was he was, pretty cool. he was a cool dude to talk to um and it was yeah it was a good time and then I'm also interviewing a friend of Ricky and mine actually about the smash room up in Fort Collins
2: shatter rage so. room
1: Sh- shatter rage room okay yeah it's those those rooms those places are super cool it's just uh you go in and you just You just break stuff. You just play the Limp Biscuit song, break stuff, and just Mm. hit TVs with bats. (laughs) Well, I
3: feel like they need to do some more advertising on that because if more people (laughs) knew that places like that existed.
1: Well, they're just starting to find I didn't know. They're just kind of popping up. Like, there's a couple here in Denver. Okay. But they're just starting to get new, and I'm excited to interview them about that because it's a very new new thing that's going on. Um, I'm also interviewing a buddy of mine from Nebraska about his um, home – Video store. He's keeping the the video stores going strong. That
3: sounds like a good That's business cool. idea. That's
1: yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's like he's, he does DVDs and he'll mail them to you. He'll ship them out and everything. And
3: Ricky thinks he's so funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Ricky knows he's funny. What are you talking about? It's more of a collection store. It's not just movies. He's got games, but it's all old school stuff: Nostalgia DVDs, VHS, store, Super perhaps. Nintendo. He's got old comics, stuff like that. Um, that's it for this week though. The the I, the week after is going to have more movement um and some other stuff, but there there's very a lot cool. of stuff in the in the pipeline still coming down in the works. We got an RPG game, a tabletop game that uh is either going to be this upcoming weekend or the weekend after. Haven't figured that one out yet, but that one is in the works and I'm very excited to do that. It's a uh, old friend of the show Zimmer is going to be running those uh, games and uh, it's a, it's a Star Wars game and uh, I just put up some cameras and we play some Star Wars, and that's Chris. about all it is. So <laughs> it's it's self explanatory. It's it's called Imperial Assault, and it's a ton of fun. I think Kylie might be on that with us as well. It is fun. Um, so be on the lookout for that one. Other- otherwise, so if you're
3: here for me, <laughs>
1: <laughs> otherwise, man, just just go to twi- twistmyarmpodcast dot com and you can find all of our new stuff coming out from there Excellent.
0: Ricky, what is uh? when can we expect another Best Flicks with Ricky D? Any news on the next episode? It
2: should be out Sunday night That's my release day uh, I am looking at Judas cool. and the Black Messiah for this week uh, It's one mm. of those new WB movies that's hitting HBO the same day as theater release It's currently cool. sitting at 97% on Rotten Tomatoes Hmm yeah, So it's looking real good and i am also yeah. been doing some mulling over of changing up the format of Best Flicks with Ricky D. Right now I do kind of a... I'm going to end up spending 30 minutes talking about this one movie mm. but it's going to take a while to get to all the stuff on Netflix and HBO and Hulu and that kind of stuff and I have right. a kind of wide knowledge base so I'm thinking about doing one episode where I hit three or four shows and I go like, these are some of my favorite Netflix comedies. Here's big mouth. Here's a couple of cool scenes. Here's my favorite actors. Yes or no. Uh, Gotcha. Yeah. Black mirror. Here's some cool stuff that happened in it. Uh, They have an interactive episode. That's cool. Yes or no. Mm -hmm. Moving on. Just kind of picking up the pace a little bit. I've got some interesting ideas coming up for best flicks.
0: Very cool. That is excellent to hear. Well, of course, as always, for my part, sudden but inevitable rewatch. This is going to be happening at least, what do we got? We got another nine weeks. We have another nine weeks of episodes. Then we're going to have to obviously make Josh and Kylie watch the movie. Then we're going to obviously have to (laughs) make Josh and Kylie watch the whole series again at once and binge it. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff that we're going to have to do. So there's still plenty of Sudden But Inevitable rewatch coming your way. And I'm happy to be a part of that. I'm happy to have you guys along for that. So the last thing we're going to do before we get out of your face is we're going to do my favorite segment, the Sudden But Inevitable shout out. We have fans on Twitter and Instagram. And that blows my mind, warms my heart, makes my day and keeps me flying when I ought to fall down. So. This week's Sudden But Inevitable shout-out. The first person that we have up is pages.ss on Instagram. She has been liking, resharing, just all, all of the stuff I've been putting up this week. Uh, very supportive account. Really appreciated pages. All of these links, like normal, are in the show notes. So if I mispronounce anything or you know anything like that, you can go find the actual profiles of these people in the show notes. So just, just do that because... They deserve your follows and love just as much as we do, if not more, because without them, there would be no us. Uh, Up next is Phaser on Overload, and Phaser on Overload is a Twitter account. Um, Yes, you will recognize the word Phaser there. In his name, it is spelled without the E. Yes, I'm a huge Trekkie, just throwing it out there. Been getting a lot of support, lots of retweets, likes. um, Other shows have discovered us through uh, Phaser on Overload on Twitter, so thank you, Phaser on Overload. Um, One of those... I don't I don't believe this was a direct connection through Phaser, but one of the other connections with a podcast that we've made on Twitter is the MSV podcast. Um, they're sort of outside of our purview, right? So they're all about the real world and politics and stuff like that. So if you're looking for a new politics podcast by people that are, you know, not 80 years old, go check out MSV podcast. We'll have a link in the show notes. And the last one is the Campfire Classics podcast on Twitter, Uh, What they do is they basically go through like every book that you've ever been told, oh, you have to read this book and you probably have a copy of it. You just haven't got to it, right? They go read all those books and then they discuss it so that you can be the kind of person that goes, yeah, I know what I'm talking about at parties when you guys are smart and talking about books and being (laughs) cool. I can totally partake in that conversation. You know, they give you the basis. They give you what you need to be learned and maybe, you know, Maybe you're going to want to read more after. So just something that I thought was really cool. Thank you to all of those people for their love and support on on Instagram and Twitter this week. Um, Last week we did inaugurate the first class of Shepherds of Shine. And this week I have one more person to add to the Shepherds of Shine. And that is the Glitter Rock account, uh, Michael, on Twitter. You have just been so helpful man he puts out daily doses of every nerd property you can think of star wars star trek x-men you know marvel dc all that stuff he goes through and he puts up daily dose posts on twitter and he's been retweeting and liking a lot of our stuff so i really appreciate that so glitter rock is now shepherd glitter rock welcome to the shepherds of shine but you know what you guys
1: i have a sudden i have a shout out actually oh go ahead um so our buddy Roy he does uh, they actually do D&D and D and D podcasts. Um they've been uh listening to our podcasts and gave us a shout out on their Twitch stream Broken Bonds it looks like is what it's called. Woot. Um, thank they, you. They do yeah, they do Twitch streams um with uh while they're playing D&D D, I believe. I believe with their kids. I have not had a chance to go in there and watch it quite yet more than like 5 minutes but but they uh they have a good time so it was uh, it was nice to hear hear the little shout out and uh thanks thanks Roy and crew very cool
0: i think that is going to do it for us this week you guys um couple of items of ships business on the way out uh, if you need to sell some less than legal property that you got from a guy at a shindig then hit us up on Twitter at Sudden Butt. If you, you know, need somebody to stand 100 yards away from you with a sharpshooter rifle and watch you while you make an illegal illegal cattle deal, then you should follow us on Instagram at SuddenButInevitablePodcast. You can also go ahead and follow us here on Facebook.com slash TwistMyArmPodcast so that you can join us live every Friday night as we discuss the show josh hit that music the ballad of inevitability is performed by mark cohen and a choir of rebellious angels and that makes him mighty the sudden but inevitable rewatch is a twist my arm podcast as always this week my name is jesse
3: this is ricky i'm kylie i'm josh
0: josh take us out of the world
1: The Ballad Uh, of Inevitability is performed. uh, (laughs) What? I don't have
3: the music. (laughs) What music?